This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Significant Unalloyed Goodness of Replacing Animal Agriculture, by Kartik Shaker at aftermeatbook.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I research and find a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, eco-friendly living, get permission, and read them to you here every weekday. And today's is from Kartik Shaker, Ph.D., He's written a book you may be familiar with called After Meat, The Case for an Amazing Meat-Free World. It explores technological reasons for moving away from animal products since they're outdated, wasteful, and basically lousy technology. We can do much better with alternative technology such as microbial fermentation, and the future of food will be tastier, healthier, cheaper, kinder, better for the environment, all these wonderful things. It's a very inspirational book, and 100% of all proceeds from it are donated to animal-related charities. So, now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Significant, Unalloyed Goodness of Replacing Animal Agriculture by Kartik Shaker at aftermeatbook.com What are the biggest problems in the world that need to be solved by humanity? Take a minute to see what your mind conjures. Maybe even write a list down before scrolling down. Good? Here's my list. Climate change, pandemics and biosecurity, food and water security, economic security and poverty, social unrest and inequality, suffering, human health, unaligned artificial intelligence, and the threat of nuclear war. I anticipate that your list and mine are similar. Now, think about all the interventions that humanity is working on toward the problems. Scientists and activists are developing cures for cancer, vaccines, nutrient-enriched crops, nuclear disbandment treaties, and equality measures. How does each one of those efforts tackle the listed problems? For those who don't know me, I've been writing extensively on how replacing animal agriculture with plant and microbial-based products is a profoundly noble activity. But exactly how good? Let's assess how curing cancer, renewable energy, and replacing animal agriculture each solve significant problems. I chose a cure for cancer and renewable energy for comparison, as both efforts receive much attention and investment. The following chart shows the list of problems down the side and those three interventions across the top, curing cancer, fully renewable energy, and replacing animal agriculture. Now, curing cancer helps a little with suffering and helps a lot with human health. Fully renewable energy helps a little with threat of nuclear war, suffering, food and water security, and helps a lot with climate change. And replacing animal agriculture offers the most significant help with this list. It helps a little with human health, helps some with economic security and poverty, and helps a lot with climate change, pandemics and biosecurity, food and water security, and suffering. The above figure may spark disbelief for the many unfamiliar with the alternative food movement. Curing cancer and renewable energy have been long seen as necessary momentous breakthroughs that few other efforts can even match. But the above figure suggests that replacing animal agriculture is perhaps more beneficial than curing cancer and renewable energy combined. Let's go through each problem and discuss. Climate change. Animal agriculture is the third largest emitter of carbon dioxide coming behind energy and transportation, but emissions are just one side of the question. 
we must consider Earth's ability to capture and sequester greenhouse gas, freeing up the excessive amount of land that animal agriculture uses, right now equivalent to all of North and South America, would enable a ton of space that can be rewilded to store carbon dioxide. Renewable energy doesn't provide this immense secondary benefit of freed land, so I'm confident in asserting at least equal goodness to solving climate change by replacing animal agriculture. Indeed, some analysis suggests that replacing animal agriculture and rewilding might be one of the most straightforward and potent efforts against climate change. Pandemics and Biosecurity Most pandemics are zoonotic in origin. If humans didn't eat animals, COVID-19 wouldn't have happened. Animals are physiologically similar to humans, therefore dangerous pathogens are likelier from animal flesh than plants or microbes. Animal agriculture also concentrates animals and exposes them to wildlife, potentiating conditions for disease and outbreak. A post-animal agriculture world would dramatically reduce the density of animals and opportunities for a devastating pandemic. Imagine if we developed dozens of vaccines and administered them to a critical mass of people. That's in effect what we're achieving by eliminating animal agriculture. Food and Water Security Using animals to grow large quantities of food is egregiously inefficient. We lose 90-95% to of the calories fed to animals to produce meat, dairy, and eggs. Animals grow slowly. In contrast, plants and microbes can grow 10-10,000 to times faster. A bathtub-sized, meat-producing microbial bioreactor system has the potential to replace a farm with 10,000 cows. Additionally, the most significant stressor of water security is agriculture, drawing 70% of fresh water globally. And animal products crowd the top of the chart of water usage. The plant and microbial-based replacement to animal products will be more efficient and have already proven better water footprints and efficiencies. The Singaporean and Chinese governments have already understood these security arguments and wisely started investing in alternative foods to better feed their populations. Economic Security and Poverty Economic growth and stability occur as we solve inefficiencies and scarcities. As agricultural efficiency went up in the 19th century, we received secondary benefits of more workers being able to work on non-agriculture-related efforts. Likewise, animal agriculture is a sizable industry but resource-intensive. For all the reasons mentioned above, we'll get savings and more affordable food by giving up animal agriculture in the long run. With surplus resources and more efficient food production, it becomes easier to solve poverty and maintain economic security. Suffering Animals can suffer, and over 70 billion land animals are slaughtered each year, most of whom endured a life of horrific conditions. If we can eliminate this practice with technological advancement and shifting food habits, then wouldn't that be a welcomed breakthrough? Human Health Many vegan alternatives are already healthier than their conventional animal-based predecessors. Animals are difficult to breed for better nutrition. It'll be easier to have plant and microbial-based foods with less or no saturated fat, heavy metals, parasite infestations, and pink slime. Simultaneously, the alternatives can have more fiber and vitamins while winning on taste. In brief, we have more opportunities to create more nutrition and tastier food with successors than we ever did with animal products. No new technology comes in without problems of its own. If the issues solved are worse than the ones created, it's an acceptable bargain. 
so the cure for cancer is generally worth the expected side effects. Renewable energy may be the best course, even if it significantly depletes the world's nickel store or generates nuclear waste. So, to be complete, we need to ask what the downsides are to replacing animal agriculture. Here are some that I could conceive and my response to them. We would compromise or eliminate many traditions. Traditions can remain, but the food served may be different. For example, turkey at Thanksgiving. Most foods served are exceedingly new. For instance, 20th century factory farming and refrigeration technology were enablers of widespread meat. So the Thanksgiving turkey isn't some relic of hundreds of years. No, most Americans didn't have turkey available until after World War II. Food served at traditions is constantly evolving, and that's a good thing, and we'll want to continue to do so. These new foods are too foreign. How do we know whether they're safe to eat? I've written much about this concern in chapters 6 and 8 of After Meat, but two key points. One, the newer foods aren't foreign in terms of nutrition. They're reconfigurations of compounds we've been safely eating over many generations. And two, most of our foods today are new. For example, most of the world did not consume avocados or Brussels sprouts until the 1990s. And a transition would endanger many farmers, agriculturalists, and their livelihoods. When any technological transition occurs, the antecedent industry will diminish. Rather than avoiding progress, we need better systems to handle inevitable job casualties, whether from alternative food, the internet, renewable energy, or driverless cars. I support farming transition programs, linked here, to move farmers away from animal agriculture. And more broadly, I believe we need social safety nets, such as universal basic income. The campaign to replace animal agriculture does not receive enough appreciation. Humanity spends trillions on cancer research and renewable energy. Government spending on alternative foods has trended up in the past few years, but we still have a long way to go. Go into a typical R1 research school such as Harvard or Berkeley, and you'll find dozens of labs concerning cancer or renewable energy. Still, significantly fewer labs are working on transitioning humanity away from animal agriculture. Society and institutions haven't been entirely sensible about tackling the most potent intervention. Finally, replacing animal agriculture is not only a technological effort. Advocacy and actions from every person still play a significant role. I hope I've convinced you that replacing animal agriculture is vital and therefore you'll want to help the transition occur sooner. You just listened to The Significant, Unalloyed Goodness of Replacing Animal Agriculture by Kartik Shaker at aftermeatbook.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.